0: So today, we remember St. John of Damascus, who was a a great figure in the eighth century in the Eastern Church. He actually was a nobleman of noble birth, and he studied uh, many things at Constantinople under the monk Cosmos. And when the Emperor Leo, uh, the the Assyrian, made a wicked attack upon the veneration of holy images, the iconoclast movement. Uh, John, at the desire of Pope Gregory III, defended this veneration, both by words and writings. And he enkindled a great hatred in the heart of Leo, and the emperor accused him of treachery by means of forged letters to the Caliph of Damascus, whom he was serving as a counselor and minister. John denied the charge, but the caliph was deceived by it and ordered his right hand to be cut off. John implored most earnestly the help of the Blessed Virgin, and she manifested the innocence of her servant by reuniting the hand and arm as though they had never been severed. This miracle moved John to carry out a design which had long been in his mind. So he uh, basically distributed his goods, uh, and then he made a pilgrimage to the holy places in Palestine and the Holy Land, and at length withdrew with his teacher Cosmos to the monastery of St. Sabas near Jerusalem, where he was ordained a priest. And uh, then in religious life, he was an example of virtue to all the monks, especially in his humility and obedience. He sought for the lowest offices in the community as though they were peculiarly his own and fulfilled them with greatest care. When he was sent to Damascus to sell baskets made By himself, he welcomed the mockery and jests of the lowest classes in that city where he had once held the most honorable offices. He was so devoted to obedience that not only was he ready to obey the nod of his superiors, but he never thought it right to ask the reason of any command, however strange or difficult. And also, while practicing these virtues, he never ceased to defend Catholic doctrine, especially, of course, the honoring of holy images. And so he, he ends up writing many things. He ends up writing really the first summary of the Christian faith, which helps develop that later on. So St. John of Damascus uh, is one of those who greatly defends the images, images, uh, icons. And uh, you may know that in Colossians, it says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, that is, the is the word in Greek is icon, icon, the icon of the invisible God. And thus he is visible. Interestingly enough, in our first reading, we have, but no longer will your teacher hide himself, but with your own eyes you shall see your teacher. This happens to be in this passage in Isaiah chapter 30. With your own eyes you shall see your teacher. And here, teacher is capitalized. Uh, the implication is it's God. While from behind a voice shall sound in your ears, this is the way, walk in it, when you would turn to the right or to the left. So also there's a mention of the way, Uh, Jesus being the way, he says, the way, the truth, and the life himself. So the idea of icons uh, or images of Jesus and of saints uh, being, uh, being possible is because you were able to see them. Uh, you could see Jesus walking around. You could see him. He, you could see your teacher, as it says. And here Jesus is going around to all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, teaching. So that's, uh, the, these two passages have been clearly connected by um, someone who put these passages together, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness. So people see their teacher. The prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled and being able to see their teacher, they could make uh, a picture of him. They could indeed make a picture if they can see him visibly. Uh, If Jesus is the icon of the invisible God, then one can make an icon of this icon of the invisible God. And uh, this is not the same as making some sort of graven image, which is not God. Uh, If we uh, have the, the gods, uh, the, the pagan gods and their images, they are not really God. But Jesus is really God. And so making an image of him is making an image of uh, God, at least in the flesh. Uh, but this image is venerated. And St. John of Damascus was clear on this, that we venerate these images, honor them, because they represent uh, in the case of Jesus, they represent God, uh, and so we have images all around here, as you know, statues and things. Uh, and we don't we don't uh, worship them, but we honor them because they represent uh, God and the saints. And the saints are uh, able to be honored because they are close to God, uh, and they are living more and more in the image and likeness of God, which we all have as human beings. And so, uh, and of course, we take pictures of people, and we have uh, photographs. Uh, You wouldn't say you worship a photograph, some people might actually, but uh, we honor sometimes, honor, you know, in a place for a long time, honoring a picture of someone in a special place because there's something special about them. So uh, that's the same thing here. But that idea of being able to honor images is something uh, that was attacked for a while, particularly in the eighth century, and Saint John of Damascus was defending uh, the ability to honor images. He also uh, is the first to talk about directly consecration to the Blessed Virgin Mary. He talks about this uh, understanding that this is a secondary uh, 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 giving of oneself to her, in light of giving oneself to God. So uh, he is also, I should mention, a doctor of the church. And there are only 36 doctors of the church in the Catholic church. And so as a doctor of the church, uh, his teaching is strongly emphasized. His teaching is particularly emphasized uh, as being good teaching. And he was a great defender of the faith, and he uh, made... particular contribution, the first known consecration prayer to Mary. He writes, We are present before you, O Lady, Lady, I say, and again, Lady, binding our souls to our hope in you, and as to a most secure and firm anchor, to you we consecrate our minds, our souls, our bodies, in a word, our very selves, honoring you with psalms, hymns, and spiritual canticles, insofar as we are able, even though it is impossible to do so worthily. If truly, As the sacred word has taught us, the honor paid to our fellow servants testifies to our goodwill toward our common master. How could we neglect honoring you who have brought forth your master? In this way, we can show better our attachment to our master. So he sees consecration to Mary as better showing forth consecration to Jesus uh, because she brought forth, this is the theotokos, the bearer of God, and so uh, that idea of consecration to Mary brought out particularly. There are others before St. John of Damascus that talk about uh, some kind of uh, being a servant or a slave of Mary in some way, uh, being her uh, servant in, in various ways. But here he talks about being consecrated to her. Now, technically, yes, consecration means set aside for God, but we can, as St. Louis-Marie de Montfort said, consecration to Jesus through Mary, which is to say we are set aside for God, but through a particular intercession of Our Lady, uh, through her uh, particular maternal intercession and her particular situation uh, as Mother of Jesus. So, uh, consecration to Our Lady is brought out by St. John of Damascus, so he has great devotion to Our Lady. Many of these doctors of the church have great devotion to Our Lady. We see that in many ways. So, uh, St. John of Damascus is one of those teachers down through the ages, uh, just as Jesus has the uh, sending out the 12 uh, to go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He says, as you go, make this proclamation, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And ever since then, uh, there have been successors of the apostles who go out and instruct and teach, uh, teaching the gospel, teaching the good news. As Jesus said, proclaiming the gospel, as said here about Jesus, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. So that is what is done down through the ages to this very day. Here, he, here it is, reading the words from Matthew and I am talking about The good news, the gospel of the kingdom. So, this happens uh, down through the ages in so many ways, so many preachers preaching uh, and going out and preaching to people who have never heard. So, today we can think of uh, how the the good news continues to be proclaimed, how we are to proclaim the good news with our lives, uh, to help people to understand the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and to also uh, be instructed by those who have gone before us. So, it, as I mentioned, St. John of Damascus wrote many things. Uh, there are a number of them available in English and even available free online. So uh, there are many things he wrote that are uh, very good teachings. Uh, he, as I said, tried to synthesize, tried to put together a, a, a just a one group of teachings tried to, you know, synthesize the the faith, uh, tried to present a kind of a catechism, you might say, uh, or a kind of a a group of teachings, just synthesizing theology. And so many others have done that since then. So uh, we can think of St. John of Damascus as one of those who did a lot for the church. Also, you may know we're having uh, a movement to have St. Faustina, declared a doctor of the church. That would be wonderful. And uh, she did a lot. There's a lot of teaching in her diary. There's many, many things in there. So, and she pretty much covers every aspect of the faith that's required for a doctor of the church. They have to require all the base. they have to, um, they have to basically say something about all the basics of the faith. And she does in her diary. And so, uh, we, can, we can say that she could possibly be proclaimed a doctor of the church. And so today, uh, we, we can think of this great example and think of the examples down through the ages that we can learn from. There are so many that we can learn from, and uh, we can think of uh, how we need to more and more learn the faith and proclaim the gospel of the kingdom as Jesus instructed the twelve